whatever you put out there is going, it, it does come back to you. Um, and especially in this business, it's like, you need those favors. You need to, you need to give and, and also like you need to ask as well. Like, and that's the hardest part is asking. Um, but nine times out of 10, you know, people, people come to the rescue. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, episode 61. I'm Leslie Shannon. And I'm Elise Siebert. Today we sit down with actor, writer, producer, T. Sahara Mir. We discuss going to Sundance with the independent film Nancy. Women supporting women. And chopping, chopping up, up your, your baby. baby. As in your script, you guys. Because I feel like as a woman... You know, we're so maternal and we're so good about um, being there for other people and nurturing other people. But when it comes to ourselves, it's like we're always on the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. Um, when we don't know how to take care of yeah. ourselves a lot of times. Yep, it's exactly. like sometimes I'm like, is that what life is for me? Just learning how to take care of myself and yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. balance everything, yep. you know? That is what life is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think so. The meaning uh, of life. The meaning yeah. of life. They're done. <laughs> all right. Now that I know that, I can stop reading all of those books. They're yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good now. Yeah. No, it is. Um, I've we've talked about this a lot of times because we've interviewed a lot of women and uh, and how much of a struggle it is to to just like put yourself first sometimes yeah. or m- most times. Oh, always completely. And I, I don't know what that is. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's just because we're, we're women and we're wired that way or, um, it is, I mean, part of it has to be a societal thing. I think it's um, a little bit of both. Yeah. The nature and literature. Bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Um, and it's hard, you know, especially it's, it's, it's lovely. I mean, my mom was a huge, feminist so um I grew up like always um she was very good for from a young age about you do you because if you don't no one else is going to look out for you um and also I I remember once she came home um I was about probably like six, but it's one of my most vivid memories as a child and something had been going on at work for her. And she came home. She was really upset. I think she had been drinking a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is always weird when you see your parents drunk. It's like, Oh God. Um, but she, I remember her being upset and she said, um, you know, Oh baby girl, if women could just learn how to support other women, we would rule the world. And I didn't, of course, get that as a child, but now it's like something that I adhere to and just supporting other women. Because if we don't, it's it's true. It's like- I feel always... like that's getting better. Like, yeah. I feel like it is. I feel like there's more of a public, like, announcement of it and people mm-hmm. taking ownership and responsibility of it. Yeah. Um, but I totally agree. And yeah. I, I totally think, like- this whole myth of women being in competition for each other for like the strongest man in the tribe is a bunch of BS that was fed to us and fed to us in fairy tales and stories. And we start thinking that's how it is. And it's, it's yeah. not how it is. Yeah. I, I don't know 
I would I would disagree a little bit a bit just because I think it is how it is because I think that because we're in a patriarchal society men it's it's a divide and conquer strategy so it's it's almost like we are pitted against each other it's like we have to be the sexiest or i mean it's it's all about like who's who's the um the most beautiful woman in the world or in the room but it's not our nature that's what i'm saying no exactly yes exactly it's not our nature to be that way oh i don't yeah Yeah. totally i don't think it is an innate at all i think it's something that you know we've been um it's just been pounded into our heads and um yeah i mean even in high school even in high schools like the attention for the boys or whatever it was like it just I don't know I don't know it's interesting it's very gender studies yeah exactly (laughs) sometimes I'm like why didn't I go into that yeah be like yeah that's your next podcast (laughs) (laughs) the next one let's find out why we do what we do exactly our anatomy yeah. yeah. Well, well we already solved the meaning of life at the beginning. We we did. <laughs> so we're we're, like, we're solving we're all kinds of man. This is a good. How to great to have like a mother, like show you that path. And do you feel like that like gave you permission to be an artist? Because that's another thing as women, like taking taking that permission to oh yeah be an actor or be. Uh, yeah, my mom was always, um, I mean, my parents were hippies, so, um, they were, they were both creative in their way. I mean, my mom, my mom, when my parents split up, my mom had to take a couple of jobs to, you know, make ends meet, but she's always had a a creative center and a creative soul. And, and from the time, (laughs) from the time I was really young, um, she, she was just supportive of anything that I wanted to do. Like I used to write songs and I used to love to sing. And then, um, actually when I started, we bear with me for a second, but when we, when I was, uh, uh, about six or seven, we moved to New Zealand. My dad's from New Zealand. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my, my sister, gosh. my sister That's was born there. Cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we lived there, uh, from the time I was about, I guess, six till the time I was about eight and I came back. And of course those are really formative years. Um, I came back with this accent, this little like New Zealand accent, and I'll I'll never forget. It was second grade, and my teacher. I'd come back in the middle of the school year, and my teacher made me get up in front of the class. I didn't know anyone, um, and she made me talk about New Zealand and. All the kids made fun of me. Mm. Well, of course, like back then in the 70s, nobody knew where the hell or what the hell New Zealand was. Lord of the Rings didn't exist. Like <laughs> Kiwi fruit wasn't in like every store you walk into. Um, but so after, so the kids started laughing. I was mortified. I was teased relentlessly. And I, I literally stopped talking in school and I would sit and I became really introverted and I would sit and watch television and mimic what I was seeing on TV, the way, the way Americans spoke because they spoke normal, which is kind of ridiculous in hindsight because I would have grown out of it anyway, probably. But, um, and then I started doing impersonations and my, my mom thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world. So whenever like somebody was over, she would, she would totally be like, Oh, do this person, do, do that person. And, um, my, like the one, 
that I that I love to do is Howard Cosell, which is like <laughs> this eight-year-old girl doing like Howard Cosell. And my mom thought it was hilarious. And I think like it just drove my dad nuts. But my mom was always like, actually, my parents got divorced shortly after that. And I, I literally blamed myself. I was like, is it because of my Howard Cosell? I know you hate it, dad. Um, and it wasn't even very good. It this was is like, like a sitcom tea yeah. right here. Like, whole thing like moving to New Zealand moving back yeah yeah but the point of the point of all that was like my mom was was very supportive of anything that I did yeah um and she still is to this day and I've you know I've had many different paths in my life a lot of um different jobs and journeys and um, each time she, she's always been like, you know, you only, she said this just the other day. She's like, you only get one shot at this and it goes by really fast. So like make, make the most of it, um, you know, and do what you can to be happy. She's like, cause that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And it's so true though. Yeah. Yeah. It's great advice. How did you transition from and you're still acting, but from acting into writing and producing and um well actually I was always I was always a writer to begin with. My my background um was in communications and journalism and um I worked at uh um New York magazine for a long time and um on their website and uh I I always wrote and even when I was little, like I said, I wrote songs, I wrote stories. Um, and, uh, it was always about storytelling and I always wanted to act, um, never had the balls to do it. And so acting just became another way for me to tell stories. It was, um, it was, it just became a more exciting way to, for me to tell stories. So I was always writing. Um, but then as far as the acting goes, it was, you know, I, I just, fell into the the frustrations that we all have. It's like, oh, shit, I got to pay my rent. Like, I do. What? You do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, um, and I decided that I, you know, the way for me, the, the thing, the talent I knew I had was to tell stories, writing. And I started to feel less and less confident about my talent as an actor. Not because I know I'm a good actor. I'm a terrible auditioner. <laughs> I am a terrible, terrible auditioner. Yeah, and I, but, it's and hard. It's, it's such a part of the business, though. It sucks. It's such, And it's such a unorganic way of getting a job (laughs) you know it's just it's it's awful but anyway I wanted to remove myself from that so um but I still wanted to be involved in film and television so that's why I decided to go back to the writing thing and and make that my focus um and then of course you run into similar problems where it's like oh I need money in order to make this happen okay so um although it's better it's getting better and better like making your own your own stuff happen and there are so many resources for raising money and um yeah it's definitely i mean that's why you guys are doing this podcast yeah it is it is crowdfunding technology not being as expensive as it used to be or as big and heavy and all of that as well. Yeah. How did you become a part of Nancy? So, okay. So 
Christina Cho, the writer-director, um, she went to Columbia, and her junior year, I auditioned and had a small part in her, her film, her thesis film for that year. Um, and it's, it's funny, we did not become really close friends until we both happened to be at Slamdance with short films. I was acting um, in one, starring in one, and she, she had written and directed this amazing short called I Am John Wayne. And um, we just hung out. We ended up all, well, a bunch of us renting this house in, in Park City, and she and I just hit it off and became close friends. And um, actually, I Am John Wayne won Slam Dance. And just from that point on, I became a huge fan of hers. Uh, so talented. And, you know, she she was writing this film, Nancy, and uh, she said there's a small part in it. I wrote it with you in mind. Um, would you do it? And I was like, yeah, of course. And then so a couple of years went by, and, you know, we'd hang out, and I'd talk and be like, what's going on with Nancy? And... And she's like, oh, sister, or like, it is so tough. Like, I'm still trying to raise the money. And then it's like she had this person who was going to star in it. Then that person fell out. And it just, like, became this whole cycle. But her biggest challenge at that point was money. Um, and so I was kind of helping her, you know, spread the word with Kickstarter. And then, um, you know, I just kept hearing money, 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 money. And I happened to have a little bit of money uh, at the time, which was rare. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was just like, hey, like, I, you know, I want to see you do this. Um, and I also, you know, be nice to get my one line. No, I'm just <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> I basically paid to play. Um, no, I, I, but how I became involved was she was a really good friend. She's super talented. I, I actually signed on to like investing some money into the film without even reading the script because that's, I knew the story. I knew the story. And also what sold me was the wonderful thing about Nancy is it's, um, uh, an all female department heads. Like, so all, all the creative heads are all female. Um, it's a, it's a flawed female protagonist. Um, and we've seen male protagonists like that, where we can go along with the ride. Um, even if they're not doing the right thing. And we had never really seen that before with a woman. Um, and also Andrea Riceborough, who stars in it, is an amazing actress. She hates to be called this, but she, I really believe she's a chameleon. I didn't, I, I didn't even know, um, that it was her when I showed up on set after seeing her and other things. She's just such a shapeshifter. Um, but once all of those pieces kind of came together. I was like, I'm on board. And I, I have to say it has been the best, like with all the money that people put into film school and stuff like that, my education over the last year and a half or yeah, a year and a half since we started filming or even now, I guess it's been two years or three years since I started on the ride with Christina um, it's just, yeah, it's been, I've learned so much and it's, it, especially wanting to make my own film. 
not just being on set. Of course, there's that. And, you know, we went to MFI together, um, learned that part of directing. uh, But just the post-production and like we were talking about earlier, the marketing and, you know, every time. Finding a distributor. The distributor, exactly. It's like, and every time you think you're like so close to the finish line, it's like, yes, oh, we got into Sundance. And then it was like after that we got our distributor, and then well, we had you our, won an award at Sundance. We won too. an award at Sundance too. Like that's the thing as yeah. well. It's like you know, yeah. oh, yes, we got into Sundance, and then it's like, ah, oh, no, you don't get to rest at all. And then it's like, oh, now we've like won this award. This is even more amazing. And it's like, oh my god, we got a distributor. Oh my god, we're gonna be in theaters. And they're all really, really wonderful things and more than I could ever have hoped for. But then it's like, there's always something else. And now we're coming out onto VOD and you know, it's like, oh, you want to get the eyeballs on everything. So then it's like having to learn about the marketing and the advertising. Um, and now after VOD, we were really lucky that Andrea and Christina got so much praise for their work. So now we're looking at uh, the, you know, award season push, uh, especially with the independent awards. And that's like a whole other thing. And, um, but it's really, it's been, it's been so exciting. What an incredible journey though. Oh, because I, I mean, you. there's yeah. films out there that get shot and never even get finished and never even get into a, you know, like, what yeah. it, like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I feel so, so lucky and, and so blessed to, um, to, you know, be a part of this whole journey. Um, what would you say are some of the things, because you're talking about how this was like a crash course education in, in filmmaking, what were some of the biggest things specifically that stood out to you, um, in this process that you learned? Um, Really, well, even starting from the beginning, so my biggest concern with my own work is is raising money. Um, and that I think that's the biggest challenge for everyone starting off. Um, so for 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 me, this has been really educational and exploring. Nancy's a, a perfect example of a low budget film um, that really, I, I mean, we just had to explore every option. We were so scrappy uh, in the way that we raised the money, everything from Kickstarter. Um, I learned about, which I had never, I didn't even know about, but um, fiscal sponsorships, we, we did that route. Um, and just using everything at your disposal, all of your connections, and really, you know, marketing and selling um, this great script also, you know, and I, I don't mean to say that it was a gimmick, but, you know, Christina as, as an Asian American voice, female voice that was not being heard. And it just so happened that the timing was really good. Um, you know, with, with everything, uh, more than ever, I feel like, you know, the industry is still fucked as far as diversity goes, Yep. but it's changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like there's this groundswell right now. Uh, so we were able to also get some financing, um, based on that through game changer, 
which supports female filmmakers. Um, so things like that, but just that was really educational. It's like, oh, it's not just about, you know, taking out a loan or a mortgage on your house or, you know, um, trying to find the richest people, you know, um, to, to support you, um, which who the hell has that resource. Um, but just finding, you know, other avenues. I think that was, that was the number one thing that I learned was how to kind of put together the finances. Um, and also, working with so many wonderfully talented women on uh, like our producers, Amy Lowe and Michelle Cameron are so fucking kick ass. Like everyone, Zoe White, our cinematographer, um, she actually works on The Handmaid's Tale now uh, on season two. And she was just incredible. Andrea, who's also a producer on the film, um, she's just been fantastic. And then Andrea was able, um, our Barbara, our executive producer is uh, Barbara Broccoli, who produces the James Bond films. And, uh, and she just wanted to be more involved in sort of indie films and support women. Um, but just seeing all that come together, all these like incredible women to put women to put this project together was great. Well, it sounds like they're incredible. I mean, the, just to be like, oh, she was, she did Handmaid's Tale and this person does mm-hmm. Bond movies. So clearly <laughs> you, you had some, a team of heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy getting them. I mean, that's the thing. And I, I, I think in this business, we all have to kind of put out feelers and, and, you know, talk to this person who knows this person and, and kind of do that networking, uh, to find out where the resources are and it's exhausting. It's a lot of work. And you hit a lot of like walls and it's like, all right, get the sledgehammer out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, totally. And you're still pulling dust out of your hair yeah. like three months later. Yeah. That's exactly Do you have any like. fun um, stories about shooting like behind the scenes? Anything that happened? Um, that- <laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, and ones secret, that you can't tell. None that I can share. Um, what I will say is, Working with, I, I mean, we had such an amazing cast, um, but especially I, I got to spend a lot of time with, um, with Andrea, of course, who's, who's brilliant and wonderful, but also uh, Steve Buscemi and uh, Jay Smith Cameron, who play Nancy's parents in the film. And they were just, I mean, two of the coolest people you could ever meet. And... Uh, especially Steve, Steve was really funny. Um, we just kind of like hung out a lot at all of us, but like hung out a lot. Um, and just some of his stories, I mean, he's such an incredible like man and such an incredible actor and, um, all the people that he knows, like that was just really fun. Um, as far as like funny stories, there were there were some drinking games that happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, That's uh, yeah. But it, it it actually the interesting thing there was one thing. So I the day I showed up was right after the inauguration, the inauguration, and 
everyone was kind of in this bubble on set. And so I was showing up and they were just like, oh my God, is it as bad as like we think it is? I'm like, oh God, you guys, like we're all going to die. And it was just, it was so nice that actually in this really weird way, um, pushed everyone to kind of work harder, especially, you know, we were, like I said, primarily a female, um, crew. We were also, uh, we had, um, 50% people of color as well. Like we were oh, wow. really trying to embrace diversity and to have this person coming into power, so to speak, that is so anti that it really fueled the fire. I feel like Variety us. just did an article about that of, films that pass not just the you know the gender balance on on screen but behind the screen behind the scenes that's a bit that's a big problem too it's not just about you know who's headlining the film um and who's going to be carrying it through in the box office and and the long time belief that's held like you need to have a man in order to do that or it's got to be some like hot sexy you know chick that it you know men can ogle like that's that's always been um the bread and butter of the industry that it's great to see that change too like we have all these stronger female protagonists or or you know like black panther people of color um but behind the scenes it's it's actually worse like the 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 amount of people who are making those films. Um, yeah, it's like just predominantly white guys. Um, or, or actually just really white in general. I mean, there there are mm-hmm. some women that are in the mix. But yeah, as far as just spreading the net wider behind the scenes, it's, yeah. yeah but it seems it's, it's nice when you have articles like that, when yeah. you see that... that you know, there's a spotlight on it now because that's when you hope change will come. Absolutely. Yeah. First step. To, yeah. It's absolutely the first step. Did you guys all get to hang out then at Sundance? Like, was the crew, were people from the crew and... Yeah, well, it was... that. That's the other thing is just with the promotion of the film, it's so hard to get people... Everyone's so busy. Everyone's like... Luckily, we had Andrea there. She was there. We were trying so hard to get Steve out there, um, but Jay was there. Um, just and and again, like having it was like female power. Also, this was the first year in a long time that that Sundance had so many films that were made by. I think it's first time ever actually that so many films were were made by women. Um, but yeah, so it was nice. We had Andrea there. We had Jay there for a few days. Um, I actually hadn't seen the film in its entirety until its premiere at Sundance. I had seen, you know, I had seen the dailies while we were shooting and I had seen, you know, scenes, clips, but I had never seen it all put together. And oh my God, I, I was sitting there and, and Patrick, my, my partner was there for the premiere. He had come out for the weekend and Jay was sitting behind me. And when I saw Andrea's face, like the very first scene, I just started crying (laughs) and Jay was sitting behind me and I felt her hand like on my shoulder. She was like squeezing it because she was excited to see it 
as well. Um, and the reception at Sundance was was really great. I mean, we got like a standing ovation. Mm. And you can always tell when people like the film because they don't leave. They stay for the Q&A. And that's like the biggest, the biggest sign of that. So um, yeah, the theater didn't empty out. And uh, just the buzz was really great. And it was, it was such a wonderful, wonderful experience to see it well, as a whole. That's such an amazing place to have that sort of reception. Oh, too, yeah. Because it's not like that's an easy crowd of people that's, that there's usually like <laughs> shitty films. Totally, like it's good totally, stuff. So totally. that had to have been such an amazing thing. I think it's so sweet too that like just watching, like it wasn't like any particular moment. It was just the fact of seeing it on screen because there is something that, um, people who are creating their own work, like the moment you see it come because it's, it is so much work, but it's worth every single second. And it's a feeling that you cannot explain to people and you cannot even begin to understand. Yeah. And so it's so, it's so beautiful that you have that experience because that's, that's what happens. Yeah. It's something that you're proud of and you should have yep. that feeling yep. when you're done and when you're seeing it on screen. Oh, agreed. Totally. And that's why I wanted to wait. Cause, um, Michelle was like, do you want, do you want me to send you the link? And I said, no, 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 no. I want to see it on the big screen. This was before we had even gotten a Sundance. I, I just kept telling myself, like, I'm going to see it on the, it's going to, it's going to be on the big screen, you know, somewhere, even if it had just been our, our own screening we had had, if we hadn't gotten into Sundance or um, gotten distribution or gone to theaters, like I was like, no, the first time I see it, I want to see it in all its glory the big screen. Yeah. yeah. The patience. That's yeah. Patience right yeah. there. <laughs> well, it's also, it's something I, it's something I tend to do. I'm like, okay, if I will it, <laughs> if I can see it in my mind yes. happening, like, tell you know, us about this out, technique you know. so that we can all make it, please. <laughs> it's called being delusional. <laughs> Great. I have that A little covered. delusion yeah. never hurt anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just have to have the appropriate amount. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how are you moving forward into your next projects? Like what's coming up for you? Yeah. Well, so, um, so basically I've been focusing mostly on my screenplay, um, which I wrote years ago. It's a very personal story. Actually, it's, uh, uh, Elise acted in, um, a short film I had made from a scene in this program, MFI, which I'm sure your listeners have heard of before. <laughs> yeah. I've interviewed people from MFI, such as Tony, so yes, you should know. Yeah, MFI is a great place. Great. Yes. Um, um, not only did it introduce me to um, teach me about directing and editing and lighting and sound and everything and, you know, um, uh, tons of patience. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also I got to meet people like Elise and Elise, the other Elise yes. and some wonderful, um, you know, friends, uh, creative friends who, who, you know, feed me, feed my soul. Um, but anyway, so, so the screenplay, uh, I've finally gotten it down. It was so hard. The screenplay for about three years was 145 pages long. <laughs> I could not, I couldn't, I, with every word was so precious. I mean, how could I possibly cut anything? Um, it's like the, yeah. 
Um, but anyway, so I finally got it down to an appropriate length for an indie film, and um, I've been submitting it to to festivals and and competitions. I just got my first coverage back, which was very exciting um, because it was very positive. Um, but of course, that does not reflect how your screenplay is doing in this competition. But it was nice to finally hear that from someone, hear good stuff about the script from someone who wasn't a friend. It's always nice to feel to to be validated. Yeah, totally, completely. So that is actually so focusing on that um, and working on Nancy. Uh, like I said, has given me that education of different avenues to take to to uh, raise my own funds um, and and pursue that. So my goal is to shoot this, whether I have to do it myself, um, and raise funds myself or have some sort of outside, um, source who can help me, but it's definitely happening next, uh, summer. It has to happen in New York city and it has to happen this summer and I'm not waiting anymore. I'm yes. going to make it happen. Yes. Um, and I'm also, uh, I'm pitching a, um, a TV series right now, uh, working on that with, um, the creator, uh, Thomas Woodrow, who did this really amazing movie. Uh, it's on iTunes, um, and VOD it's called, um, uh, we've forgotten more than we ever knew. Uh, and actually Michelle, our producer of Nancy introduced me to the film. She was the producer on that. And then I, uh, she also brought me this, um, this pitch that they were working on this deck for this, this TV series. And, um, I just fell in love with it. So I've been working with Thomas on that and that's really kind of fueled my creative juices as well. Um, so those are the two things that I'm focused on right now. Is so what was the process now. like of you cutting the stuff that you needed in your script? Because I feel like that's something that writers, we have trouble doing sometimes because it's our baby. We don't want to chop up our baby. Yeah. How, what tools did you use in order to get it down to a length that was feature film length? I, well, I used, I used friends. I, um, I had a reading for, uh, for, of the screenplay and, um, and my friends were, you know, really good. Like I said to them, what, what can go like, that was the objective. Um, and these were friends that, that were supportive, had, had read the film before. I also had, um, Blair Nichols, who went to MFI, take a look at it, and he had gone through and, and uh, made some edits. And that was also tough, too, because then it's like you have this, uh, the, all these people are like, well, this, you know, this could probably go, or, you know, maybe you don't need this. And it's like, no, but I need that because it makes sense. Because then, you know, it's like in, in Act 3, when you have this, like, you know, climax, like, that doesn't make any sense unless, and it's like, well, Okay, but maybe you could get it down to like, you know, two words for that line instead of. So that's what it became. And also the funny thing is I'm an I'm an editor. I mean my job is in editing a lot. So I cut the shit out of people's stuff 
all the time, but my own. Oh it's no. It's totally different. Yeah, it's completely, totally different. completely. And what I did was I just, I had to pretend it wasn't mine anymore. And I just cut, I just, I was like, nope, nope. Trim that fat, trim that fat gone. And then it became like, like, like almost this challenge. Like it was like a game. It was like, how much can I cut from this? <laughs> And I just kept cutting and cutting and cutting. And then finally it was like, yeah, it was like, no tea. You, you got to pull enough. back here. <laughs> like, the pendulum swings yeah, to the other exactly. side. It's like all of a sudden it makes no sense anymore. <laughs> like, um, there are two words on this page. It says the and and. Yeah. I, I have no idea what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's super exciting. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, where can people find you online? Um, well, actually also because I work, um, in digital, I'm really bad about that's the thing. It's like with my that's own okay. stuff, that's I okay. just, I well, never like, I never do my own thing. It's always like focusing my energy on doing, you know, other people's stuff. And then when it's doing my own, so I don't you're gonna have, have a, a lot of people come back with favors for that, by the way. <laughs> You are like you've been putting all that energy out. You've been planting some seeds. It's already, it's already, it's already happened. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm being like calculated, like I'm doing this for this person because I'm hoping it'll come back to me. But that has always been the case, whether it's personally or or professionally. I feel like whatever you put out there is going, it it does come back to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially in this business, it's like, you need those favors. You need to, you need to give and, and also like you need to ask as well. Like, and that's the hardest part is asking. Um, But nine times out of 10, you know, people, people come to the rescue. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really, it's wonderful. And I think they understand because we're all in a creative business together and we all know that struggle. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much. Yeah. You guys check out Nancy. Where can they, do you know where they can find that? Um, Yes. Okay. God, I'm so bad. No, it's okay. All right. So it's, it's Nancy. So, uh, you can visit our website, nancy.movie. Uh, we also come out VOD on September 11th, uh, on iTunes. And then we'll be rolling out to a bunch of, uh, platforms after that we hit amazon in december awesome well we'll make sure that when this stuff comes out let us know and we'll post it on all of our social media stuff so that our guests can know when they can see it great yeah thank you guys thank you thank you for sharing with us we loved having you thanks for listening yeah (laughs) thank you 